You know, one of the uh, I I would say I have two big regrets about your wedding. Number okay. one, number one, I wish I had had more time in the UK, and that's a self created problem because we have two small children and we didn't bring them with us, and so ultimately that's my own fault. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, on all levels, right? Like one, you had the children. That's your fault. <laughs> number one. <laughs> But number two, I'm going to blame on you, which is actually really my fault, which is I never got to see Mega Office and I never got to see the flat. And I'm very sad about that because there was like a 10 minute window of time when I you were accepting you visitors. And, and I gave you a window. And you really, didn't, you didn't do it. Well, you should have been more accommodating to my needs during your no. wedding. No, <laughs> I, I tried my best to be not accommodating to your needs just in general. <laughs> Because give an inch, Casey List will, will take 17 miles. <laughs> At least 17. Uh, that's only if I'm feeling tired. Uh, mm-hmm. Well done, sir. That's true. Actually, we're going to have... I don't know if this is going to be a uh, a friendly episode or an antagonistic episode because we got to uh, we got to talk iPad later. And that, no, uh, I'm, happy, I'm proud of you. So like, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think everything's going to be good. I don't think you can say anything that's going to upset me. Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, take, just l- take a look at the timestamp. You yeah. can realize when I said it, and then we'll see how we go by the end of the episode. <laughs> we'll see how long it takes. If this was a TV show, there would now be like a mic rageometer in the corner, right? <laughs> that would be like going up and down throughout the episode. But we don't so have that. True. We should uh, we should cross post to YouTube or something. I hear all the good podcasts do that. No, oh, I just hear all the podcasters apparently care about it now. Yeah. All YouTubers now. <laughs> yeah, all the YouTubers became podcasters. All the podcasters became YouTubers. YouTube is officially dead. Because we're all now. there? Yeah. You've ruined it. <laughs> we, have, we have completely killed it. What was the joke that uh, they always used to make on Top Gear when they did the cool wall? That if any of them owned one of the cars, it's immediately it deeply uncool. demotes it. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's so true. All right, so as we record this, it is Tuesday, the 20th of November, and in just two days, on the 22nd, is American Thanksgiving. I know the Canadians had it like a month ago. Mike, in years past, at least once or twice, you have done an American Thanksgiving. Are you doing anything this year? We're not. We thought about it, but we decided not not to do it this year. We've got a bunch of stuff going on around, like, over the next few weeks, and it just, it wasn't going to work out. Like, I, I'm busy that day, so, like, in the evening, it just, we just wouldn't have been able to make it work. That's understandable. Is there a particular, we've probably talked about this in the past, and, and as we record, I, I recorded ATP last night, and so this is fresh in the brain because we did a little food ch- chat about Thanksgiving. Are there any particular dishes that you recall from American Thanksgiving that you that you quite favored or or? Oh, I perhaps... like all of it, right? Pumpkin mm-hmm. pie, I like, is it candied yet? where you put marshmallows oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah and you know i like all of that there's different terms for it i would call that sweet potato casserole but yes i, I am with you and i think that it, yeah that... sweet potatoes with marshmallows is mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. one of the best things ever created by humans um <laughs> what else like obviously turkey the cranberry sauce big on the cranberry sauce and stuff and i mean look there are a lot of parallels with the way that british people have christmas dinner mm-hmm. but just with mm-hmm. more sweet stuff <laughs> because America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. All right. And, and moving on uh, during the follow-up section, you've been chatting a little bit uh, or talking wait, a bit. Wait, 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 wait. Where are you doing Thanksgiving? Uh, we are doing it at uh, my parents. Last okay. year we had Aaron Parents Thanksgiving and my family Christmas. So as we've discussed a couple times on the show, uh, we mm-hmm. now flip-flop. And so it's my parents for Thanksgiving. However, uh, which is always great, but uh, my mom's parents, my grandparents, are theoretically making the drive from uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, actually right by Scranton, coincidentally, if you happen to have watched The Office. Um, they are driving from effectively Scranton down to mom and dad, if all goes according to plan. And we only see them once every year or two. So that will be phenomenal. And I'm super excited if that works out. So hopefully uh, my grandma and grandpas, I call them, or to Declan, um, great grandma and papa. Uh, I don't know how we landed on papa, but we did. Anyway, they will hopefully be there for Thanksgiving. And I'm super amped for that. That's interesting that you seem so excited about that. Yeah, well, I mean, some of that is because... so. Uh, I, I love all of my grandparents um, of of the four grandparents. Um, I, well, I really kind of have five grandparents because we have a step grandparent that was has been in the family since I was like 10. Um, but of all five of them, really, four are surviving and they're all in their 80s or 90s. And so I know that that 
my time with them is running out. And I don't mean this to be negative or morose or anything. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. I get it. But like, I just find myself mostly being like, that will be nice. Right? As, yeah. as my feelings to seeing yeah. family and most family situations. Like, oh, that will be nice. Instead of like, I'm amped. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, like, I love my family, but I don't know if I'm ever amped to see them. Sure. Yeah. I think it's just because of the, the rarity of it, because, you know, they're, a six to eight hour car ride away and there's no real easy plane to get from us to them. And so because of that, it's, it's a very rare uh, privilege to be able to see my mom's parents, yeah. my grandparents. And so I'm just well, super excited. I'm pleased that you're excited. Yeah. And, and hopefully that'll go. Okay. Hopefully they'll be able to make it because, you know, with precipitation, especially in Northeastern Pennsylvania, they have a much more wintry climate than we do in Virginia. And so there's nothing as as far as I know. There's nothing in the forecast weather wise, but they have understandably already pumped the brakes a little bit and said, you know, if there's snow or whatever, we're just going to stay put, which makes sense. But hopefully not. Hopefully they'll be able to make it. Now I'm really excited. And speaking of things that make us happy, uh, you've been talking a lot about Pokemon or po- Pokemon. Uh, what's the uh, official like uh, uh, pronunciation? If you, I'm actually... not going to give it to you. Okay. I'm just going to let you keep floundering. <laughs> Thanks for that. Now you can see that the Casey Rageometer has inched up ever so slightly. Uh, but anyway, you've been playing Pokemon and you've been talking extremely fondly of it, which I have no problem with whatsoever. In fact, I'm I'm pleased to see it. But I feel like you need to set something straight for me. If you had to choose between Pokemon and Zelda, what are you choosing, man? The thing is, the grounds for the debate are not... They can't be set equally, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot going into this, right? Okay. I have been playing Pokemon games for 20 years, right? Like... Pokemon is the most important gaming franchise to me. It's the one I discovered on my own. I got my first ever game console that was just mine for Pokemon, right? I got Mm. my first Game Boy, and it was Mm -hmm. my Game Boy, and it had, and I had Pokemon Blue, I think. This Um, was when Blue and and Red were the two editions, is that right? Yeah, the first ones, 20 Mm -hmm. years, sorry, so 20 20 something years ago now. And if I'm remembering rightly, there has been a Pokemon game basically every single year since then, and I've played all of them, like main titles, every mm-hmm. single one of them, for 20 years. So, and and Zelda, the Breath of the Wild, was like the first Zelda game I'd ever really played of any care. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd kind of like dabbled in some games before, but never stuck with them. Like, Breath of the Wild is my favorite, like my my favorite video game of all time. Like just as like a single outing as a thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because it it's well, it's the or I should say it's the best game that I've ever played in my opinion. You know, like it, I absolutely adore it. But the Pokemon series is just is incredibly important to me. It's like the most important part of my gaming culture is is Pokemon. And the thing about Let's Go is they've done two things, right? They have created a game which is intended to be played by people who've never played Pokemon before. Like, they've they've effectively dumbed down a lot of the complexity, they've made some parts easier, and they've integrated mechanics from Pokemon Go, the, the mobile game, right? Mm-hmm. So people can mm-hmm. get to grips with it or whatever. Um, but then also, they have... This game is a recreation of the original set of games, like red and blue and yellow. It's closer to yellow. Yellow was like the Pikachu edition, and and it's closer to that. This game is called Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. And if you choose Eevee, you, it's, it's the same story. You just have your partner Pokemon, the Pokemon that is like your most important one, is either Eevee or, or Pikachu, right? They're the ones mm-hmm. that you choose. Mm-hmm. And they have effectively distilled 20 years of nostalgia and fed it back to me (laughs) right yeah so the way this game makes me feel is unlike maybe any video game i've ever played because i'm now getting like 11 year old mike no yeah 11 year old mike you're getting his feelings coming back again like this is this game is very very important to me um because for that reason like this is the thing that i've cared about for as long as i can remember pokemon has been a part of my life you know like for as long as i have distinct memories like a lot of my earliest memories 
are Pokemon related. I mean, how many things do I remember before the age of 11? Not many, right? (laughs) Like, you know, it's just like those key memories that you get before them. But like, you know, I remember uh, getting the guide for the original game and reading the entire guide before I bought the game because I just wanted to know everything. I took that guide and took paper, pen and paper and coloring pencils and I drew every un, one of the 150 original Pokemon. Oh I word. drew them all. I remember not sleeping the night before the cartoon was being shown in the UK for the first time. Um, I remember not sleeping on Christmas Eve night, the night before getting Pokemon at Christmas. Like This franchise is very, very important to me. And Pokemon Let's Go is... It is all of it. Like, they've just mm-hmm. wrapped it up and given it back to me, and it's in a game that I'm having an incredibly fun time playing. I even have a Pokeball controller now, oh my which I can throw to catch Pokemon. Seriously? Yeah. It's a ball. <laughs> you attach it to yourself, like, with a string, and when you're, in, when you're trying to catch a Pokemon, you throw the ball, and it's like, that's the action of swiping in Pokemon Go, or in this game, you, like... You, you, you like throw, not throw, but like you have the Joy-Con in your hands and in your hands and you whip it forward, right? Mm-hmm. It's like to throw a ball out. But with the Pokeball Plus controller, you actually let go of it. And <laughs> then incredible. when you catch it, there are lights on it that light up to the color of the Pokemon. And then it, the, the actual controller makes the sound that the Pokemon makes. That is ridiculous and kind of This awesome. is, it's because the, th- the thing about all of this is like, they have effectively given me with this game everything that I dreamed of 20 years ago. Like, this is this is it, right? Like, you know, if you love Pokemon, all you actually really want to do is catch Pokemon. And this is probably as close as you'll ever be able to get to it, right? Like, in a video game environment. Mm-hmm. The graphics are incredible. Like, they've, they've taken this world that I know so well, uh, the, the region of Kanto, as it's called. They've recreated it in... 3D. Like, I know this map. I know the map. I know the routes. I know the towns. I know what they look like. But now they're showing them to me in a in a in a display that I only could have dreamed of before. Mm, right? And mm-hmm. there's like there's cutscenes in this game. There has never been cutscenes in Pokemon, right, to this level. It's wonderful. I love it. And the thing about this game is it is dumbed down in a bunch of ways, but the Pokemon company are working on a new game for next year, which is a full edition of the Pokemon series. So like a, an actual proper RPG, because like I said, like this is this simplified in a bunch of ways, right? But they're working on a full-on Pokemon RPG entry for next year. Hmm. I can't even fathom how good that game is going to be. Because they always <laughs> deliver. There are no bad Pokemon games. There are games that are better or worse than others. But there are no bad ones. So, yeah. like, I just can't wait to see what they're going to do. And I absolutely love this game. Like, I, I really, really, really love it. It's wonderful. Good. Well, I'm happy to hear it. And I have I've never really played any Pokemon games. And, and I don't have... I still haven't finished Zelda, for goodness sakes. I have had no time for it. But uh, this is definitely... From everything I've heard, this is definitely a good, like, uh, way to wade into the Pokemon waters. And, and mm-hmm. so I am intrigued by it, to say the least. Well... The, the 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 actual weighed in point was Pokemon Go. Well, yeah, and I did play right? that for like two weeks. I didn't really mm-hmm. get like I understood it, but it didn't really click to me. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. maybe a more traditional video game would click better, but uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I necessarily recommend you try this game. I I, I just I just don't, I don't know. Maybe you might enjoy it. It's got great. I mean. I don't think your kids are at game playing ages yet, but it has really, really great drop-in, drop-out co-op, which is very clever. They're doing a very good job of it. It's like one person can be playing and another person can jump in and help out, but not actually do any damage. Yeah, it's it's actually very clever the way that they're doing the multiplayer co-op stuff too. That's super cool. Nintendo's very good at that. (laughs) It's one of the things that they actually are good at, unlike online stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Their online stuff's fine. Sure it's enough. fine. It, it's fine. It's not great, but it's it's serviceable. It's cheap, right? Which is that is true. You know, that is very true, right? It's cheap, and you actually get some stuff for it. And it, it you know, it is what it is. But yep. they're not great at it. But they're better than they used to be. 
Probably better than Apple. Hey, oh, hey, you want to tell me oh, about something that's awesome? Yeah, RX bar. Uh, RX bar are whole food protein bars with simple, real ingredients. RX bar believe in being totally transparent, so they actually print the core ingredients of every bar right on the front of the packet. And they're real ingredients, stuff you're going to recognize. Egg whites for protein, dates to bind everything together, nuts to give it texture, and then they add other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real fruit, or spices like sea salt and cinnamon as well. Whether you like sweet or savory chocolate or fruit, there's definitely an RX bar for you because they come in 14 delicious flavors like chocolate chip or apple cinnamon, mixed berry, or chocolate sea salt. RX bars are gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free with none of the bad stuff like artificial colorings, flavors, preservatives, or fillers. They're wonderful for breakfast on the go, snacking at the office to push you through the 3 p.m. slump or what's called your 11s here in the UK. What? Right? Like something between, like a snack between breakfast and lunch. Uh, you know, you've had breakfast okay. at 7, mm. lunch is at 1, you mm. have your 11s Gotcha. Uh, you can throw them in your bag for the plane. You can maybe take them out on a bike ride or a hike if you're an active person, or maybe as a pre or post workout snack. Casey Liss, what RX bars do you like? This apple cinnamon bar is so good. I just want to have a little bite of it right now. Oh, K- Casey's eating on the podcast. Yep. I guess that's how, how much he likes RX bars, is he's going to issue all uh, typical podcast rules um, to eat Wait, one this on is the terrible show. podcast etiquette, but they're that good. It tastes like apple cinnamon, exactly what it says on the tin. Well, it's not a tin, it's a, ba- it's a little baggy, but you know what I mean. The packet, yep. And it says it right on the packet, what's in there. Mm-hmm. So I will take it then, considering the fact that you're eating an RX bar right now, that you do enjoy RX bars. Yeah, it's quite tasty. And you know what it tastes like? Apple cinnamon. It's not like one of those things where... You feel like there's some apple that's like 300 miles away from you that was waved near the production facility, and there was cinnamon 300 miles the other direction that was waved somewhat near the production facility. No, no, no. It tastes like apple cinnamon. And in this time of year, when it's Thanksgiving time in the, in the United States, you know what I want? That is, that is very festive, actually. I want some apple cinnamon. It's delicious. You're, you're eating a very festive RX bar. You can try them out for yourself now, and you can maybe eat them on your own podcast. You can get 25% <laughs> off your first order of the bestseller variety pack. Just go to rxbar.com slash analog and enter the promo code analog at checkout. That is rxbar.com slash analog, rxbar.com slash analog. Promo code analog for 25% off the bestseller variety pack. This offer is valid only in the US and for a limited time, so go check it out right now. Our thanks to RX Bar for their support of this show and relay fm so mike i have a i have i need some advice okay so recently aaron and i went to california for a wedding because apparently weddings this year are taking me as far east as london and as far west as southern california and i did you give them as much nonsense as you gave me about having to make the journey i bet you didn't because it's usa usa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, so I, uh, I I needed to travel all this way. I did not have to cross an ocean, mind you, but I needed to travel everywhere, uh, you know, across the country. And I had a big, bit of a predicament. And my predicament was that I kind of wanted to share like the goings on of the traveling and, you know, oh, look at me. I'm doing something that's unusual for my life. I'm in an airport and I'm in uh, I'm in California and I'm at the pool and so on and so forth. And I wanted to share all these things, but I have a couple problems. First of all, I don't want to come across as either humble braggy or just straight up braggy. Look at me in my fancy pool at, you know, in the middle of, or in the early November, I'm at the pool. Aren't I fancy? Ha ha ha. I don't want to come across that way. And secondly, I am trying to be, in the same way I'm trying to be cognizant of not plastering Declan's face everywhere. It's one thing if it's the back of him or maybe, you know, like a profile from the behind or something like that. But I'm trying not to be as Try not to put his face on the internet quite as much um, because I feel like he's no longer just a little baby at four years old. And, you know, I feel like he should have some some amount of agency over how his likeness is used. Uh, that sounds more dramatic than I mean it, but hopefully you get what I'm, try- I'm trying to drive to. Um, so anyway, so in a similar way, I've been trying to be a little more cognizant of not broadcasting either when I'm not at home or where specifically I am. And I'm not really sure why, like I've never had to this point a threat on the house, on the family or anything like that, but it just seems like better internet etiquette, if that makes sense, or, or you know, I don't know. Internet etiquette. Yeah, there you go. And, and you're saying that to an ex-Connecticut residence, uh, a red resident. Anyway, uh, but I, I was torn because I wanted to say, look at this fun thing I'm doing. This is exciting. This is not my normal life. You know, I don't go to weddings in Palm Springs, California in early November on a regular basis. And 
I wanted to kind of, you know, do a bunch of Insta stories and maybe even, you know, a bunch of Instagram photographs. And and I mostly didn't. Like, I did a couple, but I didn't geotag them, even though it was pretty clear that I wasn't in Richmond, <laughs> given the weather. Um, and I don't know. I just... How do I square that circle? How do I both share? Because I do want to share because I do think things like this are kind of interesting because, again, it was abnormal for me. It wasn't, you know, just me waking up, you know, working on the computer and going to bed. But I don't want to be braggy and I don't necessarily want to advertise my specific location to the entire Internet. So what do I do, man? There are you have so many things going on here right like that and they're all different like you have i think three distinct concerns yeah one you don't want to show off mm-hmm. two you don't want to show your children three you don't want people to know that you're not home Yes, that's true. Now, the, the middle one about the kids, in this particular context, that wasn't relevant because it was just Aaron and me, but that is a that is absolutely a concern that I have about Instagram in general. Right. I think number two is the easiest to solve. Don't take pictures of your children. <laughs> Which is why I've mostly avoided uh, taking pictures of Declan, and I think in the next year or two, I'll, I will do the same with Michaela as well. It's just when they're a baby, yeah, whatever, you know. That's not and or just get good at blurring their faces. Mm. which is a, a thing that I see many people do. Interesting. Just blur the faces of their children. Like it's, I have, a, like if they're in a shot or like in the background of a photo, mm-hmm. it seems like a simple thing to do. Whenever I see it, I'm like, okay. Like it doesn't bother me as a person. Like when right. I see people do that. Um, and, I th- and I think like that's good because you're being, just because you are an internet famous person doesn't mean your child's going to want that. Right? Exactly. So like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't push them into it. Um, so that, you know, that's one thing you could potentially do. But that that one's the easiest to solve. Points one and three, uh, there's a lot of nuance. So, like, there are, I think, person. So, I'll give you my personal view on this. Yes, please. There is a spectrum of show-offing or bragging Mm -hmm. that you can that you can live on. Just going somewhere, I don't think you're showing off. Just by the mere happenstance of we are going to a place, Mm -hmm. right? I think that's fine. You're going to a wedding. Like, who wouldn't do that, right? right? <laughs> right. Like, if you had someone you loved and there is a wedding happening and you have the means in which you can go, of course you're going to go, right? But then there are particulars about the situation which you can then tweak, right? How did you fly? Did you fly? I'm, I'm just. This is just where I'm, I'm going with this, right? Mm-hmm. Did you fly in business class? Mm-hmm. Did you fly in first class, right? If you did, maybe you don't show that part, but right. you could maybe show that you're at the airport, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Um, the, when you get there, do you stay in a Holiday Inn or do you stay <laughs> in a five-star boutique hotel, right. right? Yeah, yeah. You can choose what part of that you want to show. That's up to you, right? Like, and... I think my personal view in this is you are a person who makes their own money via their own means. You can choose how you want to spend that money however you want as long as you are paying your taxes and doing your bit for charity. That's how that's my personal view on people and their money, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, as long as you are doing what you are legally obliged to do and taking some of your money and doing some good with it, right? For as much as that will be, even if it's a small amount, right, just to, because you're doing something, I think that that is perfectly fine. You can choose how you want to spend your money after that. It's completely your decision. I shouldn't care, right? It's your money. It's not my money. You can do whatever you want with it. But I also understand that, like, because I do this too, right? Like, I do this. I show when I'm going to places, but I choose what I want to show, right? Yeah. I choose yeah, yeah. specific things about the situations that I'm in. Like, I choose to to show the world certain situations, right? Like, I might show you a good steak that I'm having. I won't show you the price of the steak. Of course. Mm -hmm. Right? Because how I choose to spend my money on the experiences that I have in my life, that's my business. But if I think something's cool and I want to share it with the world, I'll do that. But, like, it's my choice to show things the way that I want to show them. And if someone wants to work it out, like go for it. Like, you know, that's, that's on you. Right. But I, I just think that there is a spectrum. I don't think the fact that you took a trip was a problem because like you're showing people and we're talking about the over $1,000 iPad you just bought. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just think that there is a, 
there is a spectrum that you can choose, which is like, I want to share my experience with you, with you because I think you want to see them, but I'm not going to rub into your face what I'm doing, the luxuries in my life. Everyone has their own luxuries, and it's up to you if you want to show them with everyone. There are people that do it. I don't have a problem with watching people that share luxuries. I actually enjoy it. I like seeing the way like the luxurious things that people do with their money, right? But it's not. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. Like I like watching Casey Neistat take a helicopter to the airport, <laughs> but I don't take helicopters to the airport. Sure. I don't even take taxis to the airport. I take public transport to the airport. Like that's how I get to the airport, right? Like I go and get the train because it's the most cost-effective way of doing it for time and money from where I live. Like mm-hmm. I could take a taxi and the only thing I'll be getting is that I don't have to change trains because it's about the same time and it's more expensive so i just get the train or the bus or whatever with my suitcase like i don't care yeah and and that's what ended up happening was you know i i think if memory serves the things i shared were like a couple of pictures of me at the pool and and the hotel we stayed at was nice i'm not trying to say it wasn't nice but it wasn't you know as you as you had said kind of jokingly but also seriously it wasn't you know a five-star boutique hotel or anything like that um and yeah i think it's just i i I feel like, and and now here again, I, I think I'm bordering on humble braggy with what I'm about to say, but I feel like I've been exceptional. I've worked hard for all the all the good that has happened in my life, but I've also been exceptionally lucky. And I want to, as best I can, be cognizant of the fact that not everyone that that pays attention to my work is as lucky as I am, and I'm and I want to make sure that I'm not I'm not being disrespectful and. And I think you're right. I think the 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 moral of the story is is what am I showing? Am I showing mm-hmm. the marquee of the you know Four Seasons San Francisco or what have you? Then maybe I'm being showy. If I'm showing that I happen to be sitting in a hotel room that has you know decent furnishings in it, that's not necessarily showy. Um, and so I think I think you're right. And I think that that's that's really good advice. How do you feel about? Um, broadcasting when you're not at home though because in certain circumstances it doesn't bother me at all like wwdc all bets are off everyone know everyone that pays attention to me knows i'm going to wwdc it's not a surprise you know there, there's nothing interesting about that so i'm going to show the airport i'm going to show the taxi if i were you know whatever if i find it interesting enough i'm going to show the goings on at wwdc because i think that's kind of my bread and butter and and in um in brooklyn last month you know i i don't remember how much of that i ended up sharing i think i kept that mostly to myself because for a fleeting moment we thought we were going to make a big reveal on the show and that's why i didn't instagram a lot of it but nevertheless i would have you know had we not had marco and i not had a bit of a gentleman's agreement to keep it quiet at least at first i would have broadcast the snot out of that because i think that's interesting and you know it's a one day thing and and it's right in the wheelhouse of the people that that pay attention to me but you don't seem to have quite as big reservations as to broadcasting when you're not at home. So am I being am I being a bit silly? It's very rare for me to not be at home and people know that I'm not going to be somewhere. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah, of course it's a thing, but I try not to worry about it and I don't do anything specific. Like, it, it just, it is what it is. Like, I have a home security system and genuinely I don't think anyone's going to try and come to my house. That's fair. So, you know, I just, you know, it just is what it is. Like, the, there's only so much I can do about that, right? <laughs> I do all of, I do all of the other things. I have home insurance, and I have a security system. Yeah, like that's that's as much as I can do. All right. So, in summary, it sounds like I'm mostly making a mountain out of nothing, which wouldn't be the first time. Um, no, you're just finding your thing. I think. You just, you just, I mean, I found my limits a while ago, like a long time ago, and I've just stuck to them, or like the things that I want to share and the things that I don't want to share for whatever reason, and then I just share or don't share them, right? Yeah. Like it's, and I think that that's how everyone should be. I don't think that everybody should share everything in their lives. Of course. I think mm-hmm. people should choose what they want to share about their lives, good and bad, but I don't, th- like, we live in a culture now where people overshare. And I think that that's mostly fine. I do it. I'm doing it right now. But I think that everybody needs to have... You have to have your limits for even your own like personal mental health, right? Like You've got to just understand that there's some stuff that's just for you. And yeah. You, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, you, you don't need to share everything. Yeah, I think that's good advice. What else is awesome these days? All right, well, Casey... 
Pingdom. Pingdom is awesome. They are the company that makes web performance monitoring super easy because everybody loves a fast website. They work with some of the favorites, your favorite websites, sites you visit all the time, Slack, Twitter, Spotify, Relay FM. All these companies use Pingdom. They trust Pingdom. We trust Pingdom to take care of our website monitoring because websites are super complicated and if anything breaks you want to know about it but it isn't just a case of like is your website up or down you might have a login or a checkout functionality on your website that has some like external dependencies that could break and it could take that with it but you wouldn't know because your website's working. Well, Pingdom can monitor all of this stuff. They want to make sure that your visitors are having the smoothest site experience possible. And if any problems strike, you will be the first to know. It is so easy to get started. You just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now, give them your URL, and they'll take care of the rest. So it's pingdom.com slash RelayFM. So you can just uh, try try it out right now. Actually, for a 14-day free trial, you'll get if you go to that URL. And they have no credit card required to give it a go and then when you sign up use the code analog at checkout and you'll get 30 percent of your first invoice a thanks to pingdom for their support of this show and relay fm i'd like to take a page out of the playbook of thoroughly considered and i'd like to have uh, casey's connected corner and i'd like to ask you about your multi-pad lifestyle this year and a couple of other ipad related things so i know you've talked a fair bit in other shows about your multi-pad lifestyle, but now you've had more time with them and maybe you have a few feelings that you didn't show on other shows. How is the multi-pad life? It, it maintains, it lives on. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm using the 11 and the 13 like every day. Um, mm-hmm. As it stands right now, it's, it's maintained from the 10.5 and the 12.9 um, where in such that I'm using the big one uh, to do work with i'm using the big one to watch movies and stuff when i'm having lunch or when we have dinner if we want to watch a, a tv show while we're eating dinner we use the uh, ipad for that we just put it on the dining table in a stand that i use right so it's like a, a good eye height so we will then watch something on that um and then i'll pop it out again and i'll use it to get to like the browse twitter and stuff while we're in the front room or whatever like that's just kind of my ipad for that stuff and then when we go to bed i usually stay awake for a couple of hours watching videos and catching up on stuff maybe playing games or like whatever it is that i'm doing and i will use the 11 inch for those purposes because that screen is way less intrusive right it's not as bright you know it's not as big um so i think i find it better for those types of uses mm-hmm. plus it's lighter right like the and easier to hold still even though the 12.9 has gotten better like it's gotten you know it's super thin it's it's lighter it's smaller it's still not as convenient as the 11 is right just because the 11 is smaller than 13 so uh i'm still using it for that and i'm still gonna take the 11 with me uh whenever i travel because it's still more compact plus it's the only one that i got cellular on because I was like, you know, trying to be living by my previous rules of how I use these devices, right? Of having the travel iPad and the non-travel iPad. So I'm going to keep running it that way and the multi-pad lifestyle will be living on. Now, did did Adina get any hand-me-downs as a result of this? Because one of your iPads was in bad shape before you replaced it, right? 12.9 is totally busted. It will be recycled. It's okay. broken, mm-hmm. right? Like there's no, there's no way around that. Like I... I completely cracked the screen. It ended up with a hole in it. Like Lovely. that iPad is destroyed. Like it's just <laughs> going to have to be recycled now. Right. Um, she won't let go of the iPad mini. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it. She loves the iPad mini. So now there are rumors of a new iPad mini, right? So we're not going to even try to get her on a different iPad because if there's a new mini, I'll just get her the new mini whenever mm-hmm. that comes out, if that ever comes out. Mm-hmm. If we're still... A year from now, with no mini, then we'll transition her to an iPad Pro. Gotcha. Probably the 10.5. I'm going to keep the 10.5 around for this reason. But I also have a 9.7-inch iPad Pro uh, from the previous generation, which was going to be Adina's iPad that she was going to move to. She set it up and just never moved to it because she loves the mini too much. Right. So that 9.7 is going to go to my mom, which would be because my, my mom has had an iPad before. She had like an iPad Air iPad Air or iPad Air 2. I just never used it. 
but she's gotten really proficient with her with the iPhone in general. She just gets it now. She never really bothered before, but now she super gets it. Um, and she wants to start doing like online grocery shopping. So oh, okay. I'm going to be giving her uh, the 9.7 inch iPad Pro for that, so she can she can get her head around that. Awesome. She's actually also going to get the iPhone XR that I bought. That I'm giving that to her for Christmas. Ah, uh, does she know this? Yeah, she does. Well, she doesn't listen to the show. Well, yeah. She doesn't listen to anything. She, but uh, but yeah, she's going to be getting the the iPhone XR. That was one of the I, when I bought it, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy it so I can use it and so I can kind of get my head around it, and then I'm going to give it to my mom. So, oh, good for you. She's going to get that. She's on an iPhone six. That's um, time. So, it's it's going to be a great upgrade for her. Explained Face ID. <laughs> see how that's gonna go yeah know you know yet. it's funny you bring that up i asked aaron um just last night or maybe a couple of nights ago whether or not she missed touch id because early on she was not a fan of face id and she told me that most of the time in fact almost all the time she does not miss touch id anymore at all but uh she did say that every great once in a while she misses it a little bit but generally speaking no problems so i mean it's just for my mom it's only going to be basically for oh, i say that but she's learned how to do the app store <laughs> this was a frequent thing to her where she told me she'd learned how to download apps, mm-hmm. which was terrifying to me, really. But I'm <laughs> pleased that she's getting it without having to ask me. That's the good thing is, is it was kind of just like when she was getting started, I was trying not to help her as much as she was asking for it, you know, mm-hmm. because I knew she could do it on her own if she just focused on it and like spent time with it. But if she kept asking me and I kept solving every problem, she'd never get it. Right. So I would kind of be like, how do you think you should, you know, like trying to like help her through it. And Mm -hmm. then over time she stopped asking me and she just gets it on her own now. Like she was like, you know, she downloaded her banking app and set it up on her own. Oh, that's awesome. Which was, which was awesome. I was really proud about that because it's like, great, you get it now. So I think it's time that I upend all of that. (laughs) 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 You think you know it? Well, now here's a bigger, two bigger devices. Good luck. See ya. (laughs) Enjoy. Fair enough. Now, Another reason I wanted to talk about the iPads is because uh, I don't remember when we last recorded with regard to my return to the iPad. But well, last last we recorded, you had got you were going to get one, and we were talking through why you were going to get one. Ah, okay. and now you Thank got you. one. Indeed. So I did buy an 11 inch iPad Pro with cellular and the just obscenely expensive smart keyboard folio. Uh, I kind of really like this thing. And no, no, you don't. You love it. I know you love it. You uh, just don't want to say it. I know you're in love with this device, Casey, because you, you won't stop talking about it. You I, keep sharing it. Uh-huh. I know you love it. I know you do. So don't even don't even play with me. I uh, know you love it. I, I kind of love it. And so uh, what I love about it is, turns out, the thing that everyone else knew for two years that I'm just now learning is that when you have a keyboard physically attached to your iPad, it makes it so much easier to type on. Who knew? Uh, it, t- it changes the device. It really does. completely changes the device. Like, it really does. I mean, look, it was... What took me from a iPad flip flopper to a devoted iPad power user, right? Like that, it was the keyboard. It was the twelve point nine with the keyboard and the pencil. But genuinely, as much as I loved the pencil, it was the keyboard that that made it work for me. Yeah, and I didn't buy a pencil because I don't feel like I would use it that often, and I didn't. I had already been, you know, lighting like $1,300 on fire. And I felt like that was get more it than later. Enough. I think you'll use it more than you well, think you would. And that's the thing later. is that I figured the holidays are coming up. That is an expensive gift, but not a obscenely yeah, expensive. That's gift. a great gift. So and someone could engrave it for you and everything. Oh, Mike was right. You know, like <sighs> so you can remember me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Mike was here or something. <laughs> I, might, I might buy you one just for this purpose. Now. Oh God, <laughs> please no. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so I got the folio and the uh, the 11 inch iPad and, and I really do quite like it. I got it, I think literally the day before we went to California. And when we went to California, I brought both my MacBook Adorable and my iPad. And I told myself I was going to avoid using the MacBook as much as possible and only use it when I felt it was absolutely necessary. And truth be told, there are only a couple of times when I really needed to use the Adorable. And I don't think it's worth really going into the ins and outs of it unless you find it really interesting. And we talked about it a little bit on ATP as well. But suffice to say, for most day-to-day things, I didn't really need to use the Adorable at all. And the only places that I think it really fell down were when I was entering bills because the particular app I use doesn't really have an an iPad app. And that's somewhat of a self-created problem. Uh, When I was doing photo management because I really liked... I had a question about Mm. this this bills app Mm because you were talking about it on, on ATP. Why don't you just use the iPhone version? 
because so the, the ultimately the problem with this app, it's called Moneywell, and I actually quite like it. But it seems to have been mostly abandoned, and there's no sync capabilities anymore. Like I guess they you were one hundred percent need to find a better, a better piece of software. <sighs> I know I do, but it's there's there's literally like fifteen years of data in this thing, and getting it out is going to be challenge. Well, getting it out isn't that terribly bad, but having finding an app that will suck that data in such that I don't need to re manipulate it all. You know what I mean? Uh, that is the key, and I haven't I haven't really looked, but I also haven't really found an app that that will do that. But the problem is Moneywell doesn't really have any sort of sync. And I consider, I consider my, my copy on my iMac to be the canonical version of my financial world. And so I, there was an iPhone app that I did use for a while, but again, the, the sync has since been uh, sunset, I think because they were on, remember like a year ago, there was that transition from Dropbox API V1 to V2 or something like that. And a whole bunch of stuff had to get updated or die. Well, Moneywell chose the or die option. And so, great, uh, yeah, super. So the problem is I just have so much momentum in terms of data that I don't want to lose. And that's where I'm dragging my feet on it but but unquestionably and unequivocally you're surely they have a export there is it's not it's less about the export but more about whatever the new thing is will it be able to import the data that money well exports in such a way that i don't need to re-manipulate it and you know and move things around i mean the answer is find the software and then google it yeah exactly right because you'd be surprised like especially if it's if money well was a popular enough app and enough and like so competitors know about this like the fact that they broke their sync feature you will i reckon you'll find people that will have written software to do the import export yeah yeah you might be right but anyway so i couldn't really do the financial stuff except on the adorable uh and i couldn't really do uh photo management in the way i want because i shoot jpeg and raw and, and ios doesn't appear to recognize um the raw files that my particular camera generates i actually have been talking to a gentleman at apple about this who reached out after he- hearing uh atp and asking for some oh, samples cool. yeah so that was really wonderful and so hopefully that'll get improved over time I feel like on the mac when you get those billion camera raw updates which yep, is exactly. so frustrating to people like me yep. who never do it yep. it's like oh there's another camera raw update i don't just how can i say <laughs> i don't never, care <laughs> never camera raw updates yeah, yeah, yeah. don't need them yep. never will use it don't want them I don't understand why it needs to be so- anyway, but yeah, they, um, I'm right there with oh, you. Oh, camera roll! Woo. Uh, but yeah, so th- those were the two big ones off the top of my head that were. Pro- the other problem I had was that I had downloaded um, all of House of Cards to my iPad using the Netflix app, so we could watch it, um, you know, connected via HDMI or something like that to the TV. Uh, and then we were on the plane and wanted to watch it, and uh, yeah, how does that work? Because there ain't no headphone jack anymore. Don't have. I didn't think I had enough to get the USB C to headphone dongle. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you have one of those headphone splittery dudes? Oh, I did. I had it with yeah, me, but, but I no couldn't USB-C. use it. USB C. Mm-hmm. I bought a USB C to headphone adapter and just attached it to the headphones that I had in my smart. travel bag. Yeah, that's super smart. Right. And, it's just like you are never gonna leave this. <laughs> this is where you live, adapter. Yeah, this is like your, this, this is, is your, your home. home. Yep. And, and I, I will eventually get one. They're, they're less than ten dollars. I think they're not terribly expensive. It's just a matter of I didn't no. think ahead. Uh, so I ended up. Well, we ended up doing was each of us took one of my airpods and just listened that way and that was enough but that is super quiet for a plane it is because head head pods airpods are not good enough for the plane anyway Mm -hmm. with volume levels i find like Mm -hmm. they will do it but like you have to crank those things right up yep um one must have been tricky for a tv show that is quiet yeah we ended up using <laughs> closed captioning for like half of the time we were watching but, oh man that's but, rough yeah but i mean that it was it bad. was fine but anyway it's but great the, series the, though the, the the point that i was trying to drive at though is that i was able to do almost everything on the ipad it was i was surprised and in fact oh mm, huh stop what a surprise it's almost as if nobody had told you yeah that. i wish you had said something mike all these yeah all this i should time. i should speak up about you this. really should and actually the thing that blew my mind the most all, all snark aside was i had challenged myself i think it was either the night before or maybe it was on the plane i think i had quite i had started to investigate what it would take to post to my blog from from the ipad the mm-hmm. night before we left but i didn't actually commit any of it you know i didn't actually try it i just got the pieces i thought i would need to do it 
And then on the plane, I ended up writing two blog posts using Working Copy, which is this really phenomenal Git client that uh, that that has been written for the iPad. And then the particular way in which my my website works, I could just push something to Git, and then magic would happen, and then it would be on the internet. And so that was a really wild feeling, being able to post to my blog from my iPad and have it be reasonably easy to do so it's not one of those things where i where i see you and federico do like a 34 step process to something to to accomplish something that takes three steps on a mac this was basically just working copy and nothing else and it worked just fine and so that was a real mind-blowing experience to see that that worked out so easily so i quite like this ipad i might even be falling in love with it and I'm really uncomfortable with that because I had been I had been way heavy onto the iPad for the longest time and then fell very out of love with the iPad. And now I think I'm falling back in love and I don't know what to do with myself. It's a very powerful piece of technology. It is. And you have to, as you are, you kind of have to, you have to give in to it. Yeah, right? like, that's a good way of putting really it. If you really want to do this, like if you really think like I want to do this because let's just say... There are five things, for example, right? It's just like, oh, there are five things that I prefer to do on my iPad than on my Mac, and that means I want to use it more because there are these things that I do every day that are nicer to do on my iPad, like I prefer it, like whatever they might be, like whatever, like it doesn't matter, but you know, there are obviously things that you really enjoy doing compared to on your Mac because you're choosing to use this device in some places. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's not important for this discussion to, to label those. But then it's like, well, if I want to use it more, then there are these certain things that I will want to do that aren't like immediately obvious. Like publishing to a blog is not difficult to do on an iPad, but the way you set it up, you made it difficult for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you created a like... I, I wish I had a better metaphor right now, but a house of cards system <laughs> in which, you know, like it's tricky, right? Like yeah, it yeah. needs to be done in this very specific way. And that very specific way was created on a Mac. It's like, you know, those steps, right? So then in those instances, it's like, okay, I can either say at this point, I'm not going to do this. Or I can say, I will find the way. There is always a way by and large. There are like very few things that like absolutely cannot be done, right? Mm-hmm. Or you just might have to find a weird way to do it. Right. But most of the time, once you've worked out what that way is, you just do it. Like it just becomes the way that you do it. And sometimes you're jumping through more hoops. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes things are easier. Or in my case, sometimes things are just more enjoyable. Right. Like I just prefer to use iOS, even though I know there are things that are slower. Like today I had to do this. We have this like one process for invoicing, which takes longer than others because it requires additional documentation. And that means like I have to be using multiple Google Sheets and all that kind of stuff. I know that I can get this done quicker on the Mac, but I was sitting on the sofa and I didn't want to go to the office like I just wanted to sit on the sofa and do this because it was early in the morning and I wanted to get it out of the way and I didn't want to go into the office and sit down and turn on the Mac, wait for the Mac, right? Like (laughs) wait for it to do whatever it is that it does that takes it so long to get started because like to me, the Mac booting up is like an eternity, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the iPad doesn't need that. Like it's just, it's ready. So, like, you know, it's doing these things and all these absolute, oh, Hazel wants to update, update Hazel. It's like, please go away. Like, just leave me alone. I just, you know, so it's like, I prefer to do this stuff on iOS. So I just took the extra time and did it, and I enjoyed it way more because I had my Apple Pencil, and I'm tapping away in my little cells in my spreadsheets and updating everything. Like, it's just, it was a nicer experience. I probably was in a better mood afterwards because I was using the computer that I wanted to use to do it. So... I'm pleased that you're in this life because I think that there is great stuff to find here. And I'm just happy that as time is going on, more and more people that have been traditionally like, no way, (laughs) are turning around to it. And this is because of the work that Apple is doing in software and in hardware. They made a decision a few years ago that they were going to put more effort into this platform. They did it. 
and it's moving the needle. So I'm pleased. That is. And and I can't remember what specifically it was that I was doing, but it was in the last few days that I was doing something on the iPad and I thought to myself, wow, this is a lot more fun than it is on the, oh God. <laughs> and it yep. occurred to me, I just had your like face dancing, cackling in front of me in the air, just laughing at me for coming to the realization that, that I've heard. told you so. Yeah, I know. I know. But, and the other thing that I've noticed about this iPad, which is deeply frustrating is compared to my iMac, uh, my you know, 5k iMac, it's, it's. It, they don't feel different in speed. I know they are. Like I know that you can quantify the differences, but they don't feel any different. They just feel, both feel quick. Well, in the things that you're doing, you're not going to see differences. Sure. And my iMac is a, it, two years old now, something like that, maybe three years old. I don't remember. It doesn't ultimately matter, but it's not a brand new iMac by any means. However, my adorable has never felt slower than <sighs> when I compare it to this iPad because yeah. doing anything on the adorable takes an eternity compared to this yeah. iPad. And so- well, but- it's because the power is completely mismatched, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the the new iPads are so so much more powerful than those MacBooks. Yep. Because they're like, what are they like? MacBook Pro levels, maybe something faster. Like that. In yeah, some I, mean, I forget the details, but yes, yes, yes. Your point is fair that they're they're considerably quicker than the adorable, and I love the adorable. But I still do. There are but... still a lot of things that it lacks. The um, like you've got the power, but haven't got the thing to do it with. Yeah. But like I've actually been. Over the last couple of days, I don't really know what the output of this is. I've been downloading and trying out all of these like procreative apps, you know, mm-hmm. like Affinity Photo and Luma Fusion and Ferrite. Like these are the apps that that people create stuff on, and they're pretty impressive. I want to get to grips with them. I just want to understand, right? Like, because there are people that do things that I don't do on my iPad. They do it on their iPad, like true creative, powerful tasks, like Luma Fusion, especially like. That is a that's that's the uh, the video editing app. Hmm. That is a super interesting uh, check that out. piece of software. Like it makes sense immediately, which isn't always the case with um, the like the iOS Pro applications, mm-hmm. right? Like you need a little bit of time to get used to it. Right. But no, that is that is a very uh, that is a very interesting application, like. I want. I'm going to spend a bit more time with it because that you know you can actually make portrait video in it. So, you know, Instagram stories. <laughs> That's where all the cool kids are these days. So yeah. So do you feel yep. vindicated, Mike? Do you feel like uh, like everything's coming up Millhouse for you now? Yes, but I want to talk about your iPad home screen that you've been sharing. All right, let's do that. But let's talk about one last thing. That's awesome. All right, today's episode is also brought to you by Linode. Linode is a company that will give you an incredible ability to get a virtual server in the cloud in minutes with amazing hosting behind it at great prices. With Linode, you can have access to their suite of tools with prices starting at just $5 a month. You will get industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, access to a 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They have 10 data centers spread across the world, so you can deliver your content to people faster than ever before. They have an API that will allow you to automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud, and everything is manageable via the command line. They have two-factor authentication to keep you safe. They have incredible support. They have 24-7 support in case you ever need it. You can email them, you can call them, you can even talk to them over IRC. Linode want to make sure that they can get you the help however you want it. And they have an amazing suite of guides and documentation as well in case you just want to look at something for reference. Linode's plans start at just $5 a month. That will get you a gigabyte of RAM. They also have high memory plans as well. And you can start out with 16 gigabytes of RAM on that and, and go up if you need to. As a listener of this show, you can get a $20 credit towards a Linode plan if you sign up at linode.com slash analog. On, if you choose the one gigabyte of RAM plan, it's going to get you four free months of service and they have a seven day money back guarantee as well go to linode.com slash analog l-i-n-o-d-e.com slash analog where you can learn more sign up and take advantage of that 20 dollar credit i'll just use the promo code analog 2018 at checkout our thanks to linode for their continued support of this show and relay fm so you were sharing your home screen a lot I think it was twice, thank you very much. No, no, it was multiple times. But you kept sharing, like, portrait screenshots, which was weird. And then I feel like the most recent one that you shared here that I've got, Mm -hmm. you actually shared it with me in Slack in the end, Mm -hmm. 
is probably the most stable of where you are right now. Yeah. Because you were making mm. some super strange choices at first. <laughs> like, and, and there is still some weird stuff going on, which I, I want to talk to you about. Um, but I, So I've also shared with you mm-hmm. my current iPad home screen, which mm-hmm. is vastly different. Indeed. Um, just so you can get uh, an idea of, of what somebody who uses their, um, their, their iPad every day might look like, right? Like that's kind of what I've got going on here. But so let's talk about let's talk about your home screen for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing that jumps out at me the most is how little you are using the dock. Yeah, you only have yeah. five apps in there. You can like double that. Uh, yes, and I think the the reason that I'm doing that is because I'm coming to the dock in the same way I come to it on the Mac, which is probably wrong, but. On the Mac, I like to have a very clean dock. And obviously, as you open more and more apps, more and more things appear in the dock. But as as a like baseline, I prefer to have a mostly empty dock. And so those are the so the apps I have there are Safari, Mail, Messages, Slack, and Tweetbot. And so to me, those are the things that I am using constantly, pretty much all day long. And those are the things that sur- that should that should survive the dock. And anything else, I don't feel it's unreasonable to go to the home screen. But I take your point because you're not the first person to say you really need to expand that and add some new stuff there. I'm just not sure what I would put. Right. So hit the dock on the iPad is intended to be used, right? Like if you think of its intended use, if not as the general app launcher, it is supposed to be the way that you get to the apps that you most frequently use in Split View. Mm hmm. That's what it's for, because you can get to the dock from anywhere. So you swipe it up, right, you right, grab right. the app, and you bring it into Split View, which is why you, if you see on mine, I yeah, filled it up folder. with a lot. Right, and I have a folder. Mm-hmm. So I have the applications that I use the most, right? Like They're like just right there. Then I have a folder of all of the little tools and utilities that I tend to use in Split View. So you've got Safari, because I use Chrome. You've got the Google Docs suites. You've got the uh, iWork suite. Text editors, calculator, text expander, PDF pen, Dropbox, Google Drive, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel. Like these are apps that I very frequently use in Split View with each other or any of the other apps. So I put that that uh, folder there so I can easily grab them. Right. So that's what that's that's how right. I look at it that way. So right. my actual home screen is just everything else mm-hmm. because all of the folders. I've bought lots of apps in folders. Right. They are only ever accessed by search, by Spotlight Search, all of the stuff that's in those folders. They're just there, so they're categorized. Because I actually, you'll see I have two screens, but I only use one screen. The second screen is apps in trial. Mm-hmm. So all the second screen is just like, just a bunch of apps that I'm trying out. And if any of them stick, then they'll get moved to the first screen. Gotcha. That first screen is just like, this is stuff that I use or stuff that I'm trying out seriously, right? Um, but most of those, it, everything that's in the folders is open by search. The other stuff is open by just going on the home screen, but they are typically like full screen experiences or stuff that doesn't need to be in split screen. So Interesting. like okay. when I'm on Reddit, I'm only ever on Reddit in full screen. When I'm on YouTube, I'm in it in full screen. Mm-hmm. Music is just like, well, if I'm not asking the HomePod what to play, then I'll just grab that. Like, And then I have like my yoga app, right? Which is like, I only ever have that in full screen. My time tracking app, most of the time I'm using that with um, the uh, widgets. But if I want to set a timer, I don't need to set the timer when I have another app next to it. Right. Like setting a timer is just like that is a single purpose action that I'm completing at that point. That app, uh, TikTok, it's a really, really awesome toggle timer app that's in beta right now. It's not available, but I'm allowed to to talk about it. Um, Then then everything else that you see in the dock, like they are my most used applications, but they are pretty much always used or used very frequently in split view along with the other apps. So that's the dock is like your quick launcher. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. what it is. Right. And so it's very it's different to the Mac, I think, where it's like these are like my favorite applications. Right. Or like or like the applications I use the most. It's not just about like frequency use. It's frequency of being used in multitasking. That's yeah, that's the way I you should you. think about it. And then when you think about it that way, maybe you'll put one. Pa- I don't understand why one password and notes and Fantastic aren't just in your dock. Like they feel like perfect apps to have in your dock. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. In fact, of the ones that are not, those are the three that would probably be first on the list to end up there. So that you make a good point. That's interesting. Is this the 11 inch or the 13 that you showed me? 
I've showed you the 13. They're basically the same, but the 13 sometimes lags behind with changes that I make. Sorry, the 11 sometimes lags behind with changes that I make. The 13 is always canonical, right? Like I try and keep them the same, but sometimes like a placement might be out of order or, you know, like, because it's just, I like, I don't like sit down and change it all at the same time. But the 13 is the one that has the, like that's 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 the that's the canonical right mm. also i'm going to put a link in the show notes to uh the 5k wallpaper thing that steven put together on Fire 12 pixels i'm using old mac wallpapers on my ipads which um, is kind of funny because i think it's it's i like it i think it's funny i always struggle to work out what to use as uh ipad wallpapers and these are like perfect i use uh tiger because it was my first my first mac nice well, I, I think that makes sense. I, I I am glad that you and I agree that the one-page lifestyle asterisk is the way to be. I totally understand what you're saying about having like the second page for things that you're considering. Um, I think we have somewhat similar ideas with regard to a bunch of folders toward the top, uh, with the exception of settings for you. I am a little annoyed that you don't have emoji folder names, but I'll allow it. Uh, you know, that is certainly the more normal way of doing it. Is to I've have done text. that before. I've done that. And I mostly find myself like not like just, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like I end up getting frustrated by it. That's fair. Or like, it's like, what is the right emoji to go in this moment? Right. Yeah. Like it's just like, yeah. Cause then it's like, you've got Three of them have one emoji. One has a Unicode text character. That's and one effectively has two emoji. emoji. Yeah, it's not an emoji. It's a Unicode text character, and then the other is two emoji. It's like ah, and I know why you've done that because there isn't really anything. Like I actually used a Unicode text Apple character, mm-hmm. right? Because everything else is text. It's styled the same as the text. So yeah, that's fair. Right, because I use it for like everybody else. These are the Apple apps that I barely use, but do want to keep around. I do delete a bunch but not all of them. Mm. So do you approve, disprove, or just feel like I am still not quite at the final draft? I think you're getting better. Okay. Like you're definitely getting better. Like some of the earlier ones that you were sharing were just really bad. Oh yeah, I knew they were bad too because I just hadn't really spent the time. To, you see, what I did with the iPad was I set it up as new and just started installing things as I needed them. And so the advantage of that is that I don't have a whole bunch of cruft on here, but the disadvantage is I didn't have any real... Uh, at least early on, I didn't have any real right. um, organization it's like you to said, it. You, you took a picture, and like one of the, one of them's like you had like one blocker on your home screen. Yeah, yeah, makes no sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But I knew that that was a temporary thing. I just hadn't had the time to like properly fix it at, the, at that point. Right. So th- that this was why I wanted to talk through this with you, because there was just like some w- super weird stuff you were doing, like. Test flight. Why is you put test flight on the home screen? <laughs> also, like you're really trying with Instagram, huh? Well, it's been moved off of the home screen now. The thing is, the reason- let me tell you, on the iPad, Instagram on the web is better than the Instagram app. But the reason that I have Instagram on the iPad at all is because, yeah, I browse it from time to time. But the real issue is that I have been communicating more and more and more frequently using Instagram uh, DMs. And mm. and that isn't available on the web, as far as I know. So that's that's the reason it lives on. It's not because I agree with you. It's a piece of trash, and in every other way, the web is better. But uh, because but because I need to, I, well, I don't need, but I'd prefer to be able to do DMs that way. Um, that's why it lives on. Did I not make that direct anymore? Like they they made an app once. I don't think so. For, they did. They they made a messaging app. But maybe it's not available anymore. Uh, if if so, then I should look into it because uh, it it is it would be a lot better than composing my messages at a ninety degree angle. <laughs> they they do make an app. It's called Direct, but I don't think they have an iPad version. Of course not. Because why would they? So I don't mad. understand why they won't just do it. I don't get it. Instagram. Surely somebody out there listening to this show works. In and around Instagram, right? Like, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that feeling. Why will you not make an iPad app? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, like, I don't either. You do, I just don't even, if you, if you don't want me to post to it, don't let me post to it, but let me look. Like, come on. Like, what are you doing at this point? Just give me an, give me an app. Like, you have a web app. You have a web version. 
Just turn that, like, why does that exist? Why do you have a web app? Which is good. Like, it is a good web app. Like, why is this not an iPad app, too? I don't understand. Like, what are, what are you doing? Yeah, it's so infuriating. And I mean, you would think that if you wanted to look at a photograph on a big, beautiful display, that you may want to do that on a friggin' iPad. Oh, God, it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. That's all right. We'll move on. But yeah, I, I really like this iPad. I'm enjoying setting it up. I'm enjoying getting better and better with multitasking. I think I had asked you, I'd asked somebody, I'm pretty sure it was you. Hey, so if I want to get something in split view and it's not in my dock, what the crap do I do? And you were the one who introduced me to the thought technology of using Spotlight to do it. And that really changed my whole yeah. world. Um, I'm, I'm still not, I, just, I still don't find the multitasking to be second nature, but it has gone from being something that I get frustrated by constantly because I don't understand it to something that I get frustrated by occasionally, which is a yeah. big improvement. There's one other thing I wanted to ask you, and this can be very quick. I think I need to put stickers on this on this keyboard folio thing, which is making me ever so slightly uncomfortable, but it is what it is. But here's the problem, Mike. Do I put the stickers in such a way? Because I'm not going to go overboard. Well, oh, this is so important. Yeah, this not, is so important so, what you're going to ask me right so, now. So do I put it so that you see? Because I'm only going to put like two, three, maybe four stickers on here. Do I put them so that you can see them as upright when the iPad is in landscape or in portrait? And I can't figure out what I want to do and it's driving me nuts. Fix this problem for no. me. The right answer is no fixed orientation. You put them know, in man. All, facing in all different ways. Uh, like I know, that but, is the way uh, to do this. I don't know, man. No, you've got to you've got to do it because here's the problem. Every time I see people do this, they either do them like all facing one way or they do like all just facing the edges. It looks wrong. These the stickers, trust me on this. It looks so much better when everything is like in different orientations. Like every, like maybe this is diagonal, this is flat, because then you can overlap them, and that's when it starts to look really good. Please, if you're going to put stickers on your devices, don't have them just like facing one edge, especially an iPad. You can probably get away with it on a Mac, right? But on the iPad, you're holding it all over the place. Like, do, do yourself a favor and, and just trust me and do it right. Uh, I know you're probably right, but it's just no, so I haphazard. am. It's no probably. I am right about this one. Like, categorically, I am correct. They have to be facing in multiple orientations. It's the only way to make it look good. Yeah. All right. I don't even know what stickers I'm going to put on here. I mean, obviously, there'll be an ATP sticker, an analog sticker. Have it I don't be know a slow else. process, right? So, like, my 12.9, my 13, I've covered, right, the folio. But my 11 only has a couple. Like, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I'm collecting stickers all the time, so I, can, I always have enough to put on. But then I like to, like, maybe cover one and slowly build another one. It's fun. Mm. Now, and the other thing I have to ask, even though I don't think it'll ever become relevant, is what if I want to remove them? Like, will they come off in any way cleanly, or is that, or am I just murdering this keyboard folio? Uh, who knows? I never take stuff off, but like, why would you do that? I don't know if I like resell like to it or sell something. It? Yeah, I mean, I've I've just sold people with stickers. It's just like, well, if you're gonna buy it from me, you're gonna have to know that there's gonna be stickers on it, <laughs> and then it's up to you. Yeah, I guess that's. Fair. And I maybe make it a little bit cheaper. Well, I do. I make it a little bit cheaper for that reason, but. Mm -hmm. you know i just figure if you're buying a product from me you got to accept that there'll be stickers on it that's just just how it's going to be yeah but this thing it, it's not that it looks bad but it's just a, a wide expanse of grayness and it there needs to be it's some terrible color on here it's it need, terrible yeah we need because there's not even any texture on it at least yeah. the previous one had a texture yeah. it's and, just this flat gray boring thing so yeah. but i'm pleased they did it because it's perfect for stickers and more people are putting stickers stickers all the way